When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year. From Neil Phillips and his team at Eric BMW. Your new BMW awaits. Rotoflex. World-leading biomechanical design by Blunt. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's got a little bit of something about it for 2023. That's what we're talking that, about. Um, that's Elvis, Elvis Costello. Costello. My word, it is a little oh. bit of uh, new year, new tr- new tune. It'll get you up and about. It does a little bit. We got a we got some feedback towards the end of last year that, mm. particularly after Brayton came in at one stage and uh, and and eviscerated the mm. the previous opening track we had to the show. I won't say I'm shocked, <laughs> but I am genuinely <laughs> genuinely surprised. That didn't take long. No, uh, he came in and lambasted uh, the previous track that I can't even remember now. Gone up the country, got to get away from canned heat. And we had a bit of a kick around with about a week to go. So, mm. say good afternoon to you and welcome back for 2023. Good afternoon, Andy, and it's a delight to be back. To Feel every... a little bit nervous. First day of school type uh, feelings. Never quite know what you're doing. You've done a thousand of these. Uh, that's true. And you get back the first day and you go, hang on, what am I supposed mm. to be doing? What buttons do I push? <laughs> well, you don't push any. Um, <laughs> that's true. But, but I'd like people to, to hit us up. Yes or no? Thumbs up or thumbs down on the old temper text? Is it still temper? Uh, yeah, my word it no, is. It's the, the 40, 40 Winks temper. temper text. Thank you. Mm. That's where you get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. I've got one. I know you I've have. had one. I know. Freebie. Delightful temper bed. I know. And if, Space you, age mattress, you know that. Do you find yourself sleeping better than you ever have I before? Did. I used to have real sort you of back did, problems. You did or you do? I used to have back problems. Yep. Uh, the combination of the temper text, the, 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 it's adjustable. And it's a space age foam mattress that molds into your whole. Every cell is uh, calculated, and somehow or other, mattress comes up with <laughs> a formula right. that says, "Bang, <laughs> right. this is the right tension for you." Yeah. I'm, I swear, Andy. No, I don't doubt you. And somehow or other, the magnificent things. And knock me. I tell you what, threw the whole system out last week. Melinda oh. went to old school, didn't understand, and she thought, oh, "It's been five or six months. I need to." Switch the mattresses, turn them around. Flip the mattress over. No, yeah, no, but she actually went from that, that where your head is is now your feet. Yeah, well, that's you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to well, turn that's the mattress what she over did. every now and again. But I don't think you need to do that with a temper. And I got in the bed and I thought, Ooh. this feels a little peculiar. Uh, right. What's going on here? The well, temper, they, they, they're just not reading my cells right. Well, it's done all that uh, body analysis of you. It throws the whole temper 100%. hard drive uh, out into complete whack. And, and in fairness, my 3K is a, a little larger than most. It is. So the uh, indentation was not quite where it once was in the pillow because oh, no. the armadillo well, got has nothing. also got the uh, cell reading type. Same technology. Oh, okay. Now, hang on. I you may be overselling that. this a bit, I reckon. Oh. You may be telling people I'm that telling the you. temper gear does stuff it actually does I'm, not do. Well, it does some extraordinary things. I might have oversold <laughs> the cell stuff. I don't think it does that. But it does somehow figure out 
you weight proportions. <laughs> That's very good. Anyway, getting back to where we were, uh, 04 double three ninety eight eleven six. If you if you can remember what the opening tune yeah. of the show, the new tune of the show sounded like, only yeah, for seven with, years. With some magnificent uh, recognition of those who support the program too, Berry BMW and Blundstone. Yeah, pop number. I would imagine. It was if... pumping up from last year. Oh no, it was canned heat going up the country. Was it? I can't even remember. I believe it was. How does I can't even remember how that goes. <laughs> oh, oh, is that one? Yeah, I think that's one every single day. I think that was our wasn't that our opening track? Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm geez. sure it was. Just, anyway, I thumbs you, up or can thumbs I say down. This, on the basis that I can't remember that, enjoy my company, my friend, because I'm not sure how long I've got to go. <laughs> yes or no, a thumbs up or thumbs down to the new track because we kicked a few around. We had a few. Uh, I, I oh, took hang some. on. Here it's coming in. Go on. Well, that's good. Best intro song of any radio show in the history of the world. Play it again, Rod. We'd Rod. love to see a video of Gazy dancing to it. Rod, cue it up that. again. Let me know when you've got it, and I want to hear this again. Yes. Rod, go. Rod. Pump it up. Happy New Year yeah. from Neil Phillips and his team at Eric BMW. <laughs> Your new BMW away. Rotoflex. Yeah, yeah. World leading biomechanical mm. design by Blunt. Stability yeah. meets the freedom yeah. to move. Available at participating retailers now. The run home with Andy and Gazy. Pump it up. There you go. Yeah, I like it. I love I like it. it. I like it. I like it a lot. Just, Rod, just a little heads to the, head up to the wise guy, whatever it is that's mm. saying. You're not working with JJ anymore. You're going to be on your toes now. We're going to keep you honest. We're going to be all over the joint. So we need you to come with us, Rod. All right, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, big show today. Scott Ross going to join us. My team. My team. Just keep finding. They are. That's the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, and they, they keep have finding. Sec- they have all but secured their spot. Now, they'd take an extraordinary set of circumstances for them not to make it. But here's the thing, Jack Jumper fans, because I know we we broadcast down there. To Tasmania. Yeah, indeed we do. They need to beat Illawarra to be assured of a spot. Now, Illawarra have only won three games. But remember last year, they needed the South East Melbourne Phoenix to beat Perth in Perth, who needed the win to get into the finals, to win. And they eventually won. So <laughs> strange things have happened last of, year to get them in. A lot of winning and needing to win going on in there. I lost well, my way a bit. But... the good thing about it is, yep. is that their fate is in their own hands. So the Jackies, well, your team, I and did, my, I've no, got a soft spot for them. don't be like, well, you may have a soft spot for them, but it was mm. it was months ago in this very in this humble little studio yes. when our great mate and you, Corey Homicide Williams, mm. both declared that they will, they will not be playing finals basketball this year. Excuse me. I won't that excuse That is a 100% oh. bald-faced lie. I will not excuse you. That is outrageous That is exactly what you both said. You won't, they won't make the playoffs this year, and you were quite adamant about it. Would you like me to find the tape? Oh, boy. I'll find the tape if you want me to. I'm 95% oh, sure that wasn't the case. You can't remember what you said yesterday. That's why and you I'm said before. Yeah, That's right. I don't think I would have said that. You did. Trust mm. me. You did. Anyway, they're a magnificent basketball club. The coach is going to join us. Paddy Welsh is going to join us as well. Just for a, a trip through, I think it was 43 years, Patrick mm-hmm. Welsh uh, has been involved in covering sport on our television screens. Uh, Channel 7. Most recently, of course, a part of the 1116 SEN family up there in Brisbane. 
with uh, Ian Healy. Is he still doing well, uh, some I work so. on 1116, well, SEN? Plumman will hope so because he's doing a magnificent job. Um, um, but uh, he uh, he's going to be joining us and uh, to talk about the magnificent career. He's just sort of picked up a little. Hey, Keith. Keith, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, Keith. It's taken you long. Is that I spent some time with him. On the footy, will you? He was really, really good at the Olympic Games. A part of the foundation of the Channel Seven coverage of the Olympics, and I spent some quality time with him. Was he uh, part of the crew that used to have to get the name of that German yes. coach? No, he was the instigator. He was the, he Hel- was the one. Helmut Varsha. Helmut Varsha. Helmut Varsha. And I think he was the one that uh, used to play that sort of that sort of tomfoolery. Well, well, when he comes on, we'll have to ask him mm. about Helmut Varsha. And, and for those uh, who don't understand, it was someone... Uh, was just... a German sports scientist. Correct. Yeah. And they wanted to be able to get quirky names into the Olympic coverage. Well, he was famous once upon a time back in the 60s. And uh, he and you right. and Colbert and I was uh, there in the 60s. Morfitt. No, but there were a mm. few of the... Of I the... never played along with these silly things. <laughs> who were very keen mm. on a regular basis during the Olympic coverages on Channel 7. It's a challenge. To get the name Helmut Varsha that is into correct. the coverage. And uh, it would always have to be in context. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a wonderful job. So we'll uh, talk to uh, Pat about that and a whole lot of other things. Very keen to get um, somebody on from St Kilda as well. There's all sorts of stuff going on Amazing. there. In fact, it's been quite a for, – for a, for a relatively quiet off-season, mm. and mm-hmm. we like quiet off-seasons, mm-hmm. we don't want big – you know, annoying footy stories, you know, sort of shoehorning their way. The negative the, type players misbehaving. Little, yeah, and that, that sort of stuff. Of, yeah, yeah, we don't want that. that no. That's a that's a, a picnic for, you know, the for the uh, mm. for the tabloids, as they like to say. And it means and the that they've bait. been very good because, you know, the, the tabloids are out there searching high and low for that type of, uh, those types of indiscretions. Correct. They are. Uh, they love that sort of nonsense. Uh, but there's been none it's of that nonsense, so far. But, but there has been, well, some of it gets blown out of all proportion. Occasionally. Uh, but there's been a bit of stuff that we'll work our way through uh, throughout the show today. But St Kilda, mm-hmm. uh, the news that uh, that emerged about 15 minutes before he came on here is that Jeff Walsh, yeah. a highly regarded veteran football operative who just at the end of 2022 season had been appointed to this mm. recast, uh, reformed St Kilda football department, obviously with the new coach, Ross Lyon. Uh, he'd been appointed as yes. the head of football at uh, at uh, at Linton Street. Um, he he has stepped down, uh, sub, subject to yeah. family un, 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 unspecified family mm-hmm. reasons. But so we wish Walshy and the Walsh family all the very best. But it's an it's an ever changing landscape down there at St Kilda with Steve Silvani just recently being appointed. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, when as I, the list manager at St Kilda, I thought there might have been some correlation. So, so Silvani and Lyon are back not. in town. It's well, not. I no, don't think. No, well, Sylvani and Walsh would go back many, many years with Walshy at Carlton when Stephen mm. would have first started the playing days back there. And I, I don't know of any no. sort of, you know. But, you know, when you don't know the story, but you just hear of people coming and then immediately someone leaving, you just go, oh, hang on, was something, is this correlated? But so, yeah, That is true. But and, it's and, not, and, that, and we are in the business of asking that question. Of course. But sometimes you've just got to accept the story on Personal face value. issues. That's right. So not only that. The other big story today, Craig Kelly, the new CEO of the Collingwood Footy Club, and he'll bob up at some stage why would he on the do radio station. Bob, bob up on the radio station. No, we want him to, <laughs> we bob want him up. to do that. But why would he? Very successful uh, Jerry Maguire type arrangement. Oh, he's actually on with Dwayne just before we were busy talking to one another and catching up, but he was on with the pipe earlier. Right. So he has bobbed up. That is amazing. He's already bobbed up. and uh, But he's one of the most successful agencies in Australia. No doubt about that. Dare I say it, perhaps globally. Well, that's a big call. 
Might have went a bit too far. That's a very big call. But uh, and then he said, "I'm going to need to park all that." Now I assume you have to completely park it because there would be a levels of conflict of interest. Mm. So I imagine he's had to park all that. Ta-da! In we come as the uh, well, he had because he sold the boss of the Collingwood football. He club. sold ESP or whatever it was called back no, in the was... day, and then it became TLA. But he sold that, and he had to sign a mm. no compete mm. clause, and then they brought him back into the stable. Did he? And did he was doing his thing and. Mm. I'd love to hear from Collingwood supporters. I'd love to hear from St Kilda supporters. Mm. Um, although I guess we're all a bit uncertain about the reasons regarding Washi. So maybe we'll let that one play its way out. Play its way out. But Collingwood with the Kelly Brown combo mm-hmm. at the top of the tree now as president CEO. I don't know how much football supporters, you mm. know, take time out of their day thinking about these think sorts they... of combinations, but. I would think the Collingwood supporters would look at the uh, executive leaders that they now have at their footy club mm-hmm. and think, you know, we've got a couple of high-powered operators. They do. With their hands on the reins at our football club. Very here. influential. We're a very powerful football club as it is. And, and they're knocking on the door a point away from the, the big dance, as I like to call it. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do. Where'd you get it from? I just popped it in my head. I did it. From the big dance last oh, year. I like it. And now when you put that... And every time you, a team has success, they always say that it, it, you can't do it unless you've got all the pieces in place. Mm. And they've got some very sharp operators. They have. So I wonder whether Colin supporters are actually pumped. I think they would about be. About what is happening uh, at their footy club away from the Elvis football. Elvis Costello Whether you're feeling a bit Elvis about the whole thing. Mm. Uh, if you're up and about, one three hundred is that still the number? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 That is the number to call, not 942-911-16, as you continue to go with. I like to go with it. Not, I was a sad day because I was down in Richmond the I other day. I saw you posted a photo. And I sent a photo to uh, my comrades here. And unfortunately, the, the joint that we used <laughs> to work in, it has just got graffiti all over. <laughs> It, it's deteriorated to a point where it's unrecognisable. It was a sad, sad moment to see it. Eddie. It was sad, mate. It had, was... had a stench about it too oh, as it's... I walked by. <laughs> it looks uh, decrepit and it's, uh, uh, no, it's really fallen on mm-hmm. uh, tough times, the old building. So we're feeling a bit sorry. So thoughts are with the old building down there at mm. 429. It was. Uh, Apparently that's going to be uh, demolished and a new building go up. So maybe apartments. That's... Probably apartments bobbing up everywhere. You'd love days. to be in the real estate if you've got some places to rent. They're, they're uh, gee, it's they're in demand. They're all over the joint, man. Unbelievable. And of course, sad news. Uh, the other you know sad football story today mm-hmm. was that Johnny Devine, uh, former Premiership player at Geelong, coach mm-hmm. of the Cats, uh, did a magnificent stint down in Tasmania. I saw Robert Shaw's tweet about the passing of uh, Johnny Devine at 82 years of age contribution that mm. he made to Tasmanian football. Uh, very, very deep footprints left behind by John Devine down there, passed away. So to the Devine family, and, yes. uh, the Geelong Football Club and the broader uh, community, mm-hmm. football community who crossed paths with uh, John Devine over the years, our mm. thoughts are absolutely with uh, everybody sure. involved. And hopefully Steve Hocking will come on the show, the CEO mm. down there at Geelong, just from, um, he played under mm-hmm. One of the last real fire and brimstone coaches. We mm. don't see a lot of that anymore. No. But Johnny Devine was one of those who just mm. get in around him and he punched yep. the hand and he, you've got to give me all you've got and a bit of that sort of stuff. Football doesn't have many of those No, they anymore. don't. And I think a lot of people would suggest that it's for the better, both from the players and the fans. Uh, to, oh, that there's no more. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Don't you think? <laughs> I didn't know where you are going from here to there. No. There's oh, no, no like a bit, of, a bit of fire and brimstone. Yeah. That, no, that, why not? Well, I think someone might have crossed the line. Well, that, you were well-renowned for that sort of stuff. Oh, excuse me. You were. You lost your head. No, but I wasn't. Oh. You were a fire and brimstone. No, I wasn't. 
No, I wasn't. I was a bit soft. Now, I, I, I was very loud in the way in which I delivered messages, yeah, okay. but it's a bit different for some of the language and the way in which they oh, held yeah. players accountable. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they sometimes just yeah. took the liberty a little too much. Did you ever see anyone sort of thrust up against a locker by a coach at any stage? Mm. Well, no, no, I haven't. But but I tell you what, I come out. That's naughty. No, it's not intended. What to be about naughty. this? Because I well, was coach. Jeans he grabbed uh, Dipper that day. You cannot do that, Andy. And under no circumstances can you do that. It's a workplace, and you're not allowed to do that, and rightfully so. I played. Do you for honestly a, believe that? I do. Okay, I do. You can't have players. I'm going to hold you to account this year. My New Year's resolution. <laughs> I don't want you. I'm telling you. I don't you. want you walking before, between the raindrops and not getting wet anymore. I am. <laughs> I want you to tell us what you really think. I'm going to tell you this. Good. I remember playing for PJ Calismo, who was a fire and brimstone. Is that what you said? Fire and yes, brimstone. It, yeah, was very very vocal. F and B. What's that mean? Yeah, fire, fire and, and brimstone. Yes, uh, and at the collegiate level, Seton Hall Pirates. Good team. Championship got to the championship game and lost in the, one of the most dis- horrific and disgraceful <laughs> officiating decisions in the history of the sport. But anyway, that's another matter. We move on. What happened is that he then graduated into the NBA ranks and coached the Golden State Warriors. Mm. And if you recall, in one of the most infamous player-coach relationships was when Latrell Sprewell. Oh, who can ever forget? Tried to strangle him. Oh, literally, oh. literally, and he you know had bruises on his neck and just. Uh, who the, tried to strangle who? Latrell Sprewell. The player tried to strangle the coach. Correct. Now, uh, there, obviously, there's some significant suspensions here because <laughs> you can't <laughs> handle that. But that, as an example, the fire and brimstone, if it's – if it's, you walk that fine line, yeah, good you go a little too far, mm. and things can get a little out of hand that, like well, they did on that occasion. Yeah, that's right. That's, mm. that's a very good point you raised. Uh, your calls, please, on the King Island Golf Talkback. Uh, we're going down there again early well, March, which is going to be magnificent. Play King Island's Pure Links Golf Course. Southern Airlines, a place to get down there. That's what you want to do. It is the Tradies Hour mm. for Ace Gutters. Okay, we've got another to- – just can, to hit one more no, topic. No, no, no. We've got to get to a break. And you can keep, keep – hey, he's got something else he wants to talk about on the other side of the break, so don't it's go anywhere. topical. It is part of the Tradies Hour, of course, for Ace Gutters. Just a joy to have them back on board. This must be about the fifth or sixth. Who, who year. we got? Ace Gutters. Ah, oh, if you need a gutter, Ace no Gutters. better one than Ace. Well, I'll tell you why. Two reasons. Mm. Australian made, built to last. Beautiful. Come on, it jumps a little bit from the talk from Ed and his voiceover, and then it jumps hard, into it. Brutal cut. Needs to be a, a sort of an easing a in. Graduation. Yeah, I think we'll um, get used to it. I'm, not, I'm already used to it. Oh, I am. It. I'm enjoying Love it. every it's bit a of it. Toe tapper. Mm. Uh, coming up to uh, the three thirty hey. news, we require a hard out at three twenty nine fifty. No, we don't. No hard out required. Oh, hello. That's a beautiful chain of events. The rules have changed. The hard out's been removed with an exclamation mark. Dang. Says the rod. So it's go your hardest. What were you wanting to talk about? Less, less uh, taps on the shoulders because of uh, our sometimes just going a little overboard. Well, we can be a bit maverick when it comes to hitting the. I, uh, time. I don't know if you saw this, Andy, and I put it into the uh, pox category. Because we saw a wonderful game of basketball between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. Oh, I watched every minute of it yesterday. <laughs> and then LeBron James uh, with a wide open layup with how long to go? A second? Was yeah, less, than, next, less than two seconds on the clock. Goes in and gets eviscerated. No, he didn't. I didn't touch him. Excuse me. He didn't touch him. It was clearly no, no. a left hand. It was an optical, a, optical illusion. Clearly a foul. Yeah, I think it was Jason Tatum. It was just, Jason uh, Tatum. wrapped him he, on the arm. Tatum knew he was going to make the bucket. So, 100%. Yeah. Just said, well, we just got to try something here. And his wish was granted because there was no foul called. Extraordinary. But 
So there is a, a pox that unfortunately the officials missed a wide open blatant call. We have these just things happen. before you keep going. You know yes. what I mean? To, uh, Snap my memento. Correct, because you, you've got it written down. So you're back yeah. to it. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be available to be reviewed? They review everything now. Andy, are you reading my mind? Oh, because I was about to oh, say. Sorry, sorry. You go, and this is a flaw in the system. You can review fouls, but you can't review no calls. That's correct. So there is a fault in the system because a no call is just as detrimental as a a call that's gone wrong. Correct. So it's a, it's a a blight on the system. Now the last thing we want is more reviews, but in this six, if you're going to have a review system, I'm into that, and that and then it's a game deciding play, then perhaps we need to revisit that. Now here's the thing. The carry-on by LeBron James afterwards. Yes. I'm also going to, and I love him to death. He's going to break the all-time scoring record, beat Kareem in the next game or two. I think he needs 100, maybe three. Uh, so he's a superstar. Don't get me wrong. I but the carry-on that he went about, the on the floor, the head, the carry-on, the, oh, the pleading, it was, it was well over the top. Yeah, last time he Pops. carried on a lot, that was when he had a cramp. <laughs> well, that and he needed eight blokes to carry him off the court. No, but a cramp, that's physical oh, a cramp. Pain. A cramp. See, you're not. A, you don't. Patrick know Mahomes it. has got his team into the Super Bowl on a broken ankle. <sighs> Lauren Jackson is playing on Saturday night in front yes. of a record crowd at Rod Laver Arena with had. a broken foot. Clearly, you've never had a, 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 a bad cramp. A broken foot. That is your heroic. man had a cramp. Nasty. Cramp, One though. cramp. It was nasty. And he needed eight blokes to carry him off the court. But the other part of this Deary, whole thing mate. is when the dust had all settled, and that yep, they didn't call it. They're going in there. Patrick Beverly, oh, who is was, another player. I hope you're going to rocks this because this was a rocks. Well, I'm actually putting it in the pox category. Oh, no, no. But hear me out. This is the reason why. Because it, I did get a chuckle out of it. He had gone to a, a cameraman on the sideline. It looked like one of those old still cameras, the, mm. the big lens. But they had clearly placed the video. So he came he walking a still out. still shot. That's right. No, I think he had the video oh, on there. He had a still shot of Jason Correct. Tatum's hand. Gouging the skin off LeBron, LeBron James's forearm, so he came out <laughs> onto the court with the camera and wanting to show the official. So the official immediately said, "I can't cop this." So he wore a tech, correct tech. So to start the overtime, they got a free throw and got the point. And unfortunately, they the Lakers end up losing. But the carry on mm. was just ott. So I want to ask you about LeBron before we get to the news. Mm. Mm. He's on a tear at the moment. His last uh, seven or eight games, 41 points, 20 points, mm-hmm. 46, 37, 23, 32, 48, 35, 24. Outrageous. That's, I mean, this bloke's 30, what is he, eight. 38 years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, mm-hmm. while the Lakers are no longer in playoff contention and they're just hanging no, on. No, 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 that's not true. Wait, 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 no, I'm saying, listen to what I'm right. saying. They are not in playoff contention without LeBron James. No, they need LeBron James's points mm-hmm. to stay in contention. But some people I have heard suggest mm. that LeBron is all mm. about the numbers, mm. the points, mm. and the record. That it's all about LeBron being selfish. Have you got a comment you'd like to make about that? <laughs> no, I have heard people say the same. Have Andy. you, Rono? And when you watch... What do you say to those people? I say more for you. Okay. Because... Without his extraordinary, extraordinary deeds, extraordinary no, no, you. I can understand why if someone's just watching it, there are at times when his attention to detail on the defensive end and defensive transition may be not where it needs to be. But you've got to put it in the context. He's 38 years of age. He's carrying a team, mm. absolutely carrying a team on his very broad shoulders. Correct. And they are 
on the cusp. They they are still they're a legitimate. Hanging on. They're if hanging Anthony on. Davis can come back and have an impact, they they and if they make the finals, they may you know who knows they may win around. I doubt it, but they may win around. So, but what he is doing uh, is extraordinary. He's defying Mother Nature because of the level that he's playing at at the age he's playing or at, or Father Nature, or Whichever way Father, you want to look yes, at it, you know, absolutely. Yep, whichever way you look at it. More than happy to be a neutral on that one. <laughs> okay. so, 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 Andy. You reckon we were woken PC in the past? No, Stand I'm by tr- for 2023. I'm trying <laughs> just to be good and understand to everyone. So, but Andy, hey, uh, I'll, I'll did you, you firstly, clearly you saw it. Oh, mate, I was and watching, do you agree that perhaps the carry-on went a little OTT? LeBron's mm. ridiculous. Yes. Absolutely ridiculous. Twenty-eight minutes to four. Buddy petulant? is up, he's that, flying. Petulant with that. Get oh no doubt. Oh, but don't you think it shows his passion? Yeah, and well, determination? that's one way of looking at it. That's one way of looking at right. it. Um, one, I failed already. Failed to get your absolute truth out of you mm. in the first half hour of the show. Mm. I tried, but I gave you the. That pl- is the absolute yeah, truth. Yeah, sure. Uh, gave you the platform. What are you doing? I just couldn't get you to rise and stand on it. Uh, one three hundred. Julian, go far away, Jules. <laughs> Oh, don't no, want it's not your... our jokes. Oh. No, it's quite funny. Welcome back, Woke and Woker. <laughs> Love the win by Novax. Long live pure bloods. What does that mean? Oh, no, that's... Oh, Is no. that a bad word? Yeah, well, oh. that's... I think that's... It. He's an anti-vaxxer. He, oh. might have, he might even be worse. Oh, sorry. He yeah, might even I be can't. worse. I thought it was somewhat humorous, but in the Woke and Woker... Oh, but... I'm agreeing with him on Novak. Mm. Uh, well done. I mean, yeah, the bloke absolutely. is an absolute freak of nature. He is uh, a but, genius. But I think Julian might be... Tennis bit, uh, genius. Might be... Uh, might be just living his life mm. on a few websites and uh, a little bit fringe. Okay. On the fringe. Wasn't aware of that. No, perhaps. It's 27. No th- blockage, though. No, 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 no. Jules got a chance to bounce back from that because he wasn't really having a crack at us. You might need to explain <laughs> a little bit more in the break. <laughs> I don't know where he's going. <laughs> Let's get to the news. one It is Monday. It's Pox it Rocks. It We've is. been away all summer, so it's a Pox Rocks summer stock take, Pox Rocks. Oh. Go back as far as you like since we've been here. Oh, there's been a lot going well, on. Well, whatever you want to put coming on that we haven't discussed on this program, feel free to dig deep and have a crack. Very okay. strong performance. It's a, it's a Big nas- Jace Regan, apparently, calling the, mm. uh, giving us the news updates from out of SA. Well, we, we, we're national. We, that's true. Uh, we're here for Berwick BMW. Start your new year in a BMW and Rotoflex by Blunny, a Blunston, of course. A stability I, meets the freedom to move. Andy, can I say this? I, I've been given the privilege, and I, I won't mention the name because there is – well, I may be allowed to. Want, I don't yeah, know. I know. But I, I say this just as a an observation that a lot of all, uh, people that are interested in cars are going through now because the last, I want to say, three weeks, four weeks, mm-hmm. I'm driving a uh, fully electric Vehicle. Now, give me the update on this, please. It is something that is completely different to the normal driving experience, and I've given it nothing but double ticks. one one mm. the King Island Golf talkback number is the number to call. If you're an EV uh, acolyte, if you become an EV driver and you won't, you'll you never go back, or the vice yes. versa, let us know what you think. Well, here's the first thing that, that I noticed. Uh, I get the car, and it's not new, but it's very new. Might have done a couple of thousand k's. Just running beautifully. Uh, but here's the thing: first service required, forty thousand k's. You don't have to service it. You, the, don't they do that all by computer? Do, 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 do. It's all you comes it up all on your thing. Yeah, yeah. And but, but but there's no automatic transmission. So when you're driving, it's instant reaction when you. Well, push is that your a foot bit of a worry? The, like, is it? Oh, does it? 
It takes it, a bit of getting used to. Does it jump off the line a little bit quicker than, than a than it, a petrol it car? It flies off the line. Well, you need to be careful about of this. Of course sort of you stuff. do. Of yeah. course you do. But once you get used to it, it's uh, has it got the emergency stopping facility if you're about to go up the backside or something? My word, it does. Nice. It's got all the little uh, electrical stuff that's going on there. Now I've the the one that I'm driving is the cheapest electric car on the market. Mm-hmm. So, but it's got all the little bells and whistles. So all the lane assist it jolts you back in the yep, lane if that, you yep, need yep. to do. All that. If you're going in cruise control, you don't. You're in full cruise control. It'll slow down for you. But then stop. repeat to your store. Hundred percent. It how does. How good is that? Somehow, rather knows Amazing. where cars are. The Berwick BMW cars do that. All of them. Of course, they do. All of them. A magnificent vehicles. But this is a completely different driving experience. And uh, I just, even if you're not into the environmental issues, just as a driving experience, it is something. It's hard to go back. It's hard to go back to the uh, combustion engine well, once you've had it. I wonder whether Scott Roth is driving a, an electric vehicle. Do you think he'd be the EV type operator or he'd be an old uh, petrol well, if man he's from in Tasmania, back? he's oh, well, definitely going to be an EV well, type. Well, let's ask him that on the other side of the break because right. the coach of the Tassie Jack Jumpers, who are continually mm. just defying the sceptics, uh, he's going to join us on the show after this. Great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Joy to be back alongside my old mate. And yeah. right through our time away, one of the great stories of Australian sport has continued to write. Well, nothing writes itself. You've got to get out there and do the hard work and allow the story about you to be written. But it's what the Tassie Jack Jumpers continue to do. The fate of their 2022-2023 season now rests absolutely within their own hands and their coach, Scott Roth, who's been always generous with his time, has been good enough to join us on the program. Hey, Scott, uh, we appreciate your time. And, and look, I know you've got another game to go and you're looking forward rather than back, but congratulations again on the season that you guys have been able to put together. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's a great credit to um, my coaching staff and, and our entire group and obviously the players of just uh, continuing to show up and do the work and, and um, go through our process and uh, the grit and grind of just um, – how we go about our business down here and, and swing above our weight and defend the island um, is uh, always on our forefront uh, minds and uh, representing the people of Tasmania. And, uh, you know, again, a lot of people left us for dead this year. And um, these guys are quite resilient. And, um, you know, we secure our second winning season in a row now. And uh, I don't know what will happen this coming week, but I'm quite proud of our group. Wild game on the weekend. You were doing it, weren't you? Oh, well, I did yeah. both. I did both the games because it was a real contrast, Scott, because you had the game yeah. on Friday where against the Sydney Kings, come out of the gates magnificently, led by 10, and then, uh, gee, the, the, your normal trademark style of play, it was hard to impose that on the uh, the, 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 the league favourites, the Sydney Kings. Yeah, I mean, Sydney's a, a different beast, and, you know, um, they've handled this really uh, throughout last year and this year, to be quite honest with you, and they're I think they're just better than us in a lot of areas, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Other than uh, some nights um, were a little better than others, but um, they were they were quite good again. And they're they're one of those teams that if you're not kicking the scoreboard over and keeping up with them, you're just you're just not going to rely to completely stop them. And so um, we had good moments. We had a really bad quarter, uh, which led to you know that game being the way it ended. But uh, give credit to them. You know when they're when they're two uh, local players and DJ and and X are playing at that level. Mm. And their three imports are playing around them. You know they're cooking with gas, and uh, it's usually the opposite where the three imports are driving your team, and you're having your locals, um, you know, splice in between all that. And and they're kind of the opposite. And 
Uh, they got a hell of a team, and they're going to be, um, you know, favorites without question going into the playoffs. I'm fascinated by the answer to that question, Scott, because the second game on the weekend, the one we saw yesterday against Perth, was it was swings and roundabouts all day, and at three quarter time, they seem to have. Uh, claim the ascendancy in that and you know you talk about the good teams and maybe you can't go with them in a track meet and all that sort of stuff and then you blokes came out and outscored them by 12 in the last quarter what what do you take away from a game like that well I think just our resilience to continue to try to do what we do and and you know uh, this year has been a little bit more choppier than last year as far as you know we win two or three games we lose one or two and then that's kind of been the flow of the season and you know, I was pleading with these guys that basically, you know, we, we were able to kick the scoreboard over, but at some point we were going to have to make a stand defensively if we were going to win this game and, and get back to our roots of just guarding your yard and keeping the ball in front of you. And they're quite potent. And, you know, every time Bryce Cotton, you play against him, you, <laughs> you, you have a chance to lose. And so uh, we just sat down and started to defend and, and um, made some plays when it was crucial time. And uh, quite emotional game just the whole day for me uh, with, with the Teal game and representing the Harris family. And um, it was just a big day for us. And uh, I'm really proud of our guys just to fight through that. And again, Perth came in swinging as hard as they could. They knew it was on the line. And so did we. Hey, Scott, and just on that, and it's a fantastic initiative you guys had with uh, it was for gynecology uh, research. And uh, I believe that you have some. Uh, greater connection and you guys wore the blue and to the Perth Wildcats credit as a lot of their players wore the blue yeah. socks as well you were clearly very emotional after it and I'm sure it had more to do than just the win yeah no um you know we I've I've, I've created you know a lot of great relationships down here and, and Scott Harris is on our board and uh, unfortunately his wife is going through the really the fight of her life and you know she wasn't supposed to be around last year and she's still with us and uh, to have her at this game and to represent uh, the Harris family and just uh, cancer in general around Tasmania and Australia was hugely important. And, you know, it was a very long morning for me. I, I was reflecting on my mom and, and my um, and my sister who passed away from cancer. And um, it gets bigger than sports at times. And as you get older, like I do, you start to reflect more on things that are really important. And I was really, really hoping that you know, win or lose, that we would represent ourselves well in that building and play as hard as we could. And uh, the bonus was the win. And, um, yeah, it was quite emotional for me. It was. And uh, you have no fears about that ever since you guys have been playing. You've represented the city, yourselves, the team, and everyone with class and distinction. So congratulations on that. One of the observations before before the uh, Wildcats game was you were referring to Bryce Cotton as the greatest player outside of the NBA. And I'm all with you because I absolutely love him, love watching him. Uh, you've had the pleasure of being around him. He is just talk to us a little bit about your observations of him when you work with him and also trying to coach against him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's just the best player in the world that's not in the NBA. And I think, um, you know, seeing him for two years and the way he worked and how he carried himself, his demeanor to me is just incredible on the floor. Because he's always getting attacked by uh, opposing teams, and and his just um, consistency of what he does night in and night out, and produces for that team, and and carries that team. And you know, the two years with him uh, were just a pleasure to watch him work. I never really knew him until then, and um, I walked away from there thinking, wow, this this kid is a tremendous player. And unfortunately, um, you get pigeonholed um, over here, and I think X is in the same mold, and um, you know. They're older players, and the NBA is looking for the new uh, shiny toy, and, and they're not it. But um, uh, I told someone yesterday that, you know, I coached with Don Nelson for a, quite a few years, and 
Xavier um, Cooks would be Don Nelson's favorite player maybe ever because you know, a point forward to can the ball and pass the ball, um, they find value in that. And it's just a shame that those guys aren't really getting a chance to get back into the NBA. But when you get a little older, um, I think uh, the scouting is kind of skewed to uh, players that uh, are, are already known and they don't want to bring that back to their GMs. They want to find the, the uncovered diamond in the mm. rough, the 18-year-old. Hmm. And, um, being around Bryce, again, you know, every time he walks on the floor, uh, they have a great chance to win, and I have nothing but respect for how they go about their business. And, and, that, and, and Bryce himself is just an incredible human being, and uh, he scares the death out of me every time we play him, and, um, and, and rightfully so. He does it uh, – year in and year out, uh, game after game. I reckon, I reckon he scares the, the hell out of every uh, opposition team because he is so yeah. good. But, uh, hey, Scott, the, we've just this uh, week had the announcement about the, um, the, the the awards at the end of the season yeah. for All-Star Fives. And, yeah. and the way it's done is that the, the players and the coaches, they actually select uh, the, who's going to be the winners. And they've announced the yeah. top three in all those categories just a question because Justin Simon who won the best defensive player previously uh, a couple of seasons ago I think it was and uh, he didn't make the top three the people in Sydney are up in arms because of it Um, did you have him in your top three defenders in the competition (laughs) gave me man you're talking about putting me on the spot Um, Jesus boy Um, to be honest with you um uh, he was one of my top three guys, yep. uh, but I don't like to say who I've, I've voted no, for. No, but no. Uh, for me, um, uh, my, my guys, actually, to be quite honest with you, were uh, Pardon, uh, Brantley, and uh, Simon. Yep. Good choice. There you go. <laughs> we'll ask you no more about it. <laughs> hey, it's a big game coming up on Saturday. We all know, you know, what's on the line now. You win, you're in. Destiny's in, in your own hands down there. And uh, the last time you played Illawarra was a couple of weeks ago, and it went right to the wire, that one. So uh, you know that even though their position on the ladder suggests it's been a tough uphill battle for them for most of the season, they can be dangerous on their day. So we wish you and the team yes. um, well. Again, thanks for coming on. Good luck on the weekend and uh, whatever comes thereafter. Thanks for your time. No worries. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Good you on you, Scott. Scott Roth, guard your yard. He's genius. I could listen to this bloke talk all day. Uh, me too. I, he doesn't. He's not afraid of saying Sydney are a better team than us. No. They're better than us. That's why they beat well, us. Well, what you're hearing... I hear a lot of coaches say that. No, what you hear is, to me, makes perfect sense to why he's able to extract the absolute very best out of his players. Again, you've started 2023... <laughs> It's all downhill from here because you are in very, very good nick. If your toe's not tapping right now, you haven't got blood flowing no. through your veins. Beautiful stuff. It's magnificent mm. stuff. Uh, Patrick Welsh, Paddy Welsh, whispering Paddy Welsh. A whole lot of names. Paddy Welsh has been known mm-hmm. uh, through his magnificent and illustrious career. <laughs> Going to join us very, very shortly. Unusual that when a uh, reporter slash media presenter mm-hmm. gives it away that anyone gives a tinker's cast because most of us aren't. You know, we're barely tolerated, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of us. But he has been uh, a stalwart. Yep. Over 40 years he's been doing the caper up there in Queensland Channel and around 7. Australia and around the world at Channels. 43 years at the One Network. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people in Victoria, maybe because he's much more famous up north with the rugby and the new, reading the news. Turn it up. Now, everyone knows him, but... Andy, I'm just... You're saying he's a bit provincial. He's a provincial no, operator. Not is provincial. that what you're saying? But I'm just saying... He's, like, not a wind, he's like a wind TV no. operator. Is that what you're saying? Not at all. Is that what you're saying? I'm not. Well, well I... if you're in Ballarat, you might know who he no, is. No, I'm just saying... But the rest of Australia got no idea. 
Andy. Oh, I look forward to you putting that to paper. I did not say that. You've, going, oh, you've, you've started real solid, and then after the first hour, you've gone back to your old ways. I did not say that. All I'm saying is, is he, he, he's not front and centre like he is oh. up in, uh, in. He's the Tim Watson on the Channel 7 News. He, he's got what I covered. Has he got what I covered? Oh, by a long way. When it comes to Channel 7's mm. like, Hall of Famers, Pat Welsh. Has got leaves Tim Watson for dead. I'm not talking about rating ability. I'm just talking, I'm talking about, about recognition, position within the national framework. Mm. God, blimey, <laughs> Joe's. Well, I don't know whether I don't know whether Timmy Watson is going to again. Everyone in Queensland would know who Timmy Watson is, but he wouldn't have the same oh, well, gravitas as he does here. Well, let's just throw it open to the Temper <laughs> Texas, and I believe that the Temper Tex family here, oh four double three ninety eight eleven six nine, will have a broad national view here. Well, they maybe so they won't because a lot of them may not have. Who's been, been the Who's been the better operator over the journey? Oh, this is Pat de- Welsh or Tim Watson? This is a divisive question. You're asking. I want to know, and I think Very most divisive. of our audience will skew quite heavily uh, in the Pat Welsh direction. I won't do that to my good friend <laughs> Tim Watson. <laughs> he's going to join us in a moment. Watto. he's not listening. I can't believe you're trying to compare. There's no compare. They're both excellent no operators. No question. Mm. It's like saying who's the best tennis player: Rafael mm. Nadal or Novak Djokovic. We're talking about two of the all-time greats. Well, that's true. So no, there's no disrespect to be running second to the other. Well, but When you put it like that, thank you. But there are some people, as in the two we're talking about, may not be happy with being in that second Welsh position. Welsh or Watson, please give us your thoughts on the 043981116. Joey's in Rover. Oh, no, he's gone. Have a, oh, Pat's there, is he? He got upstairs out of the car. Right. And one of the giants... Just I hope the, you hadn't heard the last <laughs> three minutes of our conversation. One here. of the absolute giants <laughs> of the caper. Far more than just a Queensland operative, a, a Brisbane... A Brisbane Olympic, B grade or you representative. He's one of the great national figures in our sporting coverage. I did not coverage. say that. <laughs> well, she's given it away. The Seven Network after about 45 years, thankfully continuing alongside Heels up there, SENQ, which is going to be mm. absolutely magnificent for everybody who loves their show, has been good enough to join us. Hey, Patty, on behalf of everybody down here yes. who has been following your career and some of us wanted to follow in your footsteps, uh, congratulations on... A magnificent career in this caper. Forty was it 40, seven? Forty-seven, 47 years. years, mate. How have you managed to stay <laughs> in the caper for that long? Well, I don't know, but I'm not sure about the future, Andy. I can tell you. I've just the reason I couldn't talk straight away. I was in the car park with the groceries. <laughs> so the first official day of retirement, <laughs> there was a list as long as your arm, and the wife just said. Make sure they're all in the fridge by the time I get home. Have, you, have, you, put a, have you put a call through to anybody at Channel 7 saying, hang on, has anyone replaced me yet? I wouldn't mind coming back. <laughs> yeah, is this final? Is it, is it permanent? Um, yes. Oh, mate, look, I, I, I decided with the boss about 12 months ago, we had a bit of a chat and um, it, I'd had enough and I, I'm loving the stuff with my, my breakfast show with Heels and it was just becoming too long a day to do breakfast radio and then basically work all day up at Channel 7. So one had to go, and uh, 47 and a bit years, I think, was enough. You've, you've all seen enough of me, and uh, I officially took make-off, uh, I make-up off for the last time on Saturday. Well night. done, beautiful. Hey, Patty, congratulations. It's uh, Andrew Gacy. You may not recognise the voice, although I spent uh, considerable amounts of time with you covering uh, the, the Olympic Games. But when you look back on all the sports uh, you covered, was there a favourite that you had? Well, only because of the lifestyle, Gacy, um, golf. Mm. Because uh, at the time, when we were in the, the halcyon days, 
uh, the shark was in his prime. Ah, and yes. uh, being a Queenslander and a, and, a, and a guy that I'd covered since basically he was a, a young guy, he he trusted me very well. And, and I got to live vicariously through him for quite a while. I mean, when he was in Australia, we'd travel in the jet. When we were in Melbourne, we used to eat at that famous steakhouse, Vlados, a lot and have a little red upstairs. And, uh, yeah, we just had a, had a wonderful life uh, following the shark around the fairways of Australia for so many years. So golf was probably on top. Uh, but, you know, obviously the Olympics, I got a chance to do nine, six summer and, and three winter, which wow. was always a bit strange, the winter, boys. I mean, <laughs> a Bundaberg boy... <laughs> hadn't seen snow till I was 25 and they, they handball me the, the luge and the skeleton <laughs> uh, and I said what? What the hell are they? You know, so, anyway, it was a fast learning curve for me to become a, uh, a, a Winter Olympics commentator but I had a ball but probably the, yeah, the two big big ones gazing uh, Olympics mm. and you know, I got the chance to be the first one to interview Cathy in Sydney that was just surreal and yeah, living life around the living life large around the golf courses with the shark and Jack Newton. So Pat, you're a you're, you're in a good position to tell us a bit about Norman. In all of those years, and all of the athletes and sports people that you've met on the way through, have you ever met anybody who's rivaled the 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 persona, mm. the aura, uh, that status? That, yeah, that came with Norman almost yeah. from from day one. No, not really. Um, look, look. In the European area, maybe Mick Doohan. I mean, we've got to understand how big he was over yeah. there with his five world titles. I mean, they would get 110,000 to a motor race over there. But on a global stage, no one, no Australian that I knew at the time was bigger than Norman. I mean, he could literally walk into Japan or China. He could walk into North or South America, Australia or Asia or Europe and be recognised straight away. Yeah. Hey, when you think back on your career, uh, and I know here working with Andy, and Andy's in the same boat, uh, we sometimes have a mare. Things go horribly uh, horribly pear-shaped <laughs> and we try and dance and weave our way through it, but sometimes with not a lot of success. When you think back to yours, you've got even different when you're on the camera and then the telly. What was, one of the, what was your, your most embarrassing moment? Uh, there's one that I've mentioned a couple of times, and, and I've got to say, and I, I hate to speak ill of, of past friends, yeah. but the one Dean Morfitt was supposed to be doing the early shift on the first day of the British Open. So I'd had just a little play day the night before, <laughs> realising I didn't have to be at work until two. Yeah. Um, I'd, maybe I've been doing the, the M holding impersonations <laughs> from the long run on the Brighton Fair <laughs> yeah. uh, at about one o'clock in the morning. Oh, dear. I get a frantic phone call and say, where are you? And I said, well, I'm not sure at the course until 2 o'clock. They said, we've got no one else. You need to be over here to do an interview. A young Spanish guy shot 66, who none of us had heard of. So I rush over, looking like the wreck of the Hesperus, and find a cameraman, get over to the range, and there's his golf bag with a, with a guy there. said, oh, and I just introduced myself and said, mate, what a round. 66, first time ever at a British Open. I said, do you mind if we have a quick chat? And so we launched into the interview, and he's, you know, his English is pretty good. And in the middle of it, this guy has come in and literally sort of pushed him out of the way and, and gave me the hip and shoulder on the way through and grabbed the seven iron and went to the range. It turned out I was talking to the caddy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my vast golfing knowledge. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was Seve Ballesteros and you'd never yeah, heard of him before. I thought it was going to be a real sting in the tail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Paddy, what, is there a story in all of the stories you, you've covered? Is there one that is the biggest? Look, 
I think, Cappy, yep. only because Sandy, and you know, and Andrew knows, the, the pressure that was on her from an entire nation mm. from a long, long way out. And, you know, we all go to footy. You know, you go to an AFL grand final. And, you know, maybe the crowd's put 60, 40 or something, 100,000 100, or so at the G. But there was 110 so or, or more at, mm. in Sydney. And I reckon 108 of them were cheering for Cathy. Mm. And we'd all expected her for, you know, there was all the drama and, 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 and controversy around Perec. But I've still got no doubt that if you talk to Macca or Raylene or any of them, that Cathy in her form would have beaten Perec whether she showed up or not that night. Yeah. And, but, you know, Gazy, you know, as a sportsman, you might be the hottest to play. You might be a dollar too. Mm. You've still got to go out and win. And that's what she did that night. And the nation expected, and this was after she'd lit the flames. You know, I, I don't know whether whether it was the greatest favour to her, you know, to have to light the flame. And, and I know it was a massive recognition, but it, that just seemed to heighten the pressure and the hype around yeah. her. And, you know, one of the, the unknown things, I think, about it was after she won her first round, I was first because we were host broadcasters. I was first to get a shot. And she came straight to me and I gave her the you know, kisses that I had at, at a couple of world titles and, and so many events around the world. And I said, look, just hold. We're ending a commercial break. We'll be, we'll be with you literally in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And in that 30 seconds, she looked along the road. And at previous <laughs> events around the world, she'd had to do two or three interviews. But because she was Cathy Freeman, favourite for the four flat in Australia, she looked along the road and every journal had their microphone and camera, <laughs> cameraman ready. And it, it all became too much for her. And she said, Patty, I've got to go. And literally just ran. So behind the scenes, there was a massive story unfolding. We as the Seven Network, you know, in, in bed with the IOC for a lot of money, as mm. you can imagine. And the biggest star of the games didn't want to talk to us. And I didn't, you know, I honestly didn't mind because I didn't want to yeah. exacerbate the situation. I said, and, you know, she's still got a second round and, and, a, and a semi and all that sort of thing to run. So, but she didn't want to talk and she didn't talk until the final. Uh, and, and there was an enormous pressure on it then as well from the IOC. So, that's pretty much an unknown story from behind the scenes. And yeah. I, so, in the end of the day, boys, I was just so happy that she did what she really, really wanted to do, and that was win a gold medal at the Olympic Games, and she did it in front of you know 110,000 Aussies. Mm. And they say that uh, you got to be careful when you meet your heroes because sometimes things don't always seem as you had pictured it. Is there any that you've got to that uh, when yes. you eventually got in front of him, you've gone, oh, no, he's uh, not what I thought? Well, look, there's a couple that are, <laughs> that are testy and, and get carried away, but I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any point in sort of casting the spruce. The one that I loved, <laughs> who was the biggest star of them all, was Usain. Yep. I mean, the night that he won the 100 metres in, in, in Rio, was, that was his three piece. He did 90 interviews that night, 90, wow. like all the way along where we were in the mixed zone and then down in the mixed zone. So, look, there are a couple that were prickly that <laughs> I've had, you know, a couple of clashes with over the years. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a big bagger of people. I, you know, they probably say the same about me. They say, oh, no, he was a prick. He was a pain in the ass and, and all that sort of thing. Whereas, you know, I, I prefer to remember the good moments. Yes. And I remember you saying, I remember up here, Wally Lewis, I had a, a fabulous relationship with him, and, and he was the king of rugby league. So, and, and Alan Border, of course, you know, he came up here. Here, I still remain great mates. So, yeah, lots of good stories. There are a couple of prickly ones, but 
No point in raking the coals. Yeah, fair enough. You talk about the great stories and the great characters. We're talking to Paddy Walsh, of course, who's <laughs> hanging up the microphone at seven. He's going to keep going, thankfully, on SEQ with Ian Healy uh, in the mornings up there, which is great news for everybody who loves their show. But you mentioned Drew Morford before, and um, as a as a young kid growing up, Paddy, and getting to know you know Drew and Dave Colbert and a few other blokes on the way through. I was always taken by the stories of the German biomechanist Helmut Varsha, who you guys used to talk about a lot. And who? I've looked, I've tried to Google him, and I can't find any information about him on the internet. Um, did you ever get to meet Helmut? Uh, what can you What can you tell who us? Who the hell's Helmut? Met him a host of times, Andy. Oh, no. At every Olympic Games, if you if you look on the Walk of Fame going into the Sydney Olympic Stadium, there is. Two bricks there dedicated to Albert Heising. He is, he is one of the great German athletes of our time. He, he competed first in 96 at Atlanta when Drew actually called it. And uh, it was, a, uh, I think, from memory, the men's 4,000-metre team pursuit. And uh, the Germans were up against uh, their overwhelming gold medal favourite first round from memory. And uh, they were so disdainful, the Germans, that they dropped two of their cyclists. They literally rested them replaced them with a couple of boats that Drew had no autobiography or notes on whatsoever. <laughs> and it turned out one of them was Helmut Bosch again. And Helmut has appeared at virtually every game since whether it be winter or summer. <laughs> no, he's become an absolute legend. You'll have to tell Gazy off air, all right? <laughs> oh, I have. Uh, Paddy, congratulations. The, the cape has changed enormously since mm. you started. Um, you've, you've referenced that in a couple of interviews you've done, but uh, your place within it, you're in the absolute Hall of Fame when it comes to those who have presented sport news and, and live sport coverage to all of us in Australia. Uh, on behalf of everybody here at a radio station like the one that we're all part of, we're all here together because we love our sport. Thanks for all of the uh, hard yards that you've done, the time spent and the way that you've related to the athletes and made them feel a whole lot more human um, through the camera uh, lens and through our tellies over the journey, mate. So job well done. Yes. Um, great that you're still going to be doing the Bricky Show with Ian and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show this afternoon. Absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks for, Good thanks on you. for the chat. Good on you, Patty. Pat Welsh. He's a beauty. A thousand stories he'd have, wouldn't he, on the it's way through. The helmet, Varsha. A cyclist who went on to join <laughs> well, their high. there's more to it. He went on to join their um, high-performance team. Well, can you can you fill us in, please? I only know what I've been told. Well, tell us what you know. Well, I've told you pretty much, Helmut Varsha. He's just become a, a, a very... Well, imp- what's the story? <laughs> I don't know much about the story. Great to be back on this Monday afternoon. Rocks Andy. Pox, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. It's a Monday. I know we're all just taking our time getting back into it all, but mm. and Rocks and Pox probably hasn't been part of the schedule hey, on a Monday for a while. Paul from Ballarat. Googled it. 4,000-metre team pursuit German team at Atlanta Olympics. Heiko Zon, Roberto Batko, Danilo Hondo, Guido Fulst. Please explain, Andy. There's no uh, – what's that man's name? Helmut Varsha. There's no Helmut Varsha. No, he was – that's what Paddy said. He was a reserve rider who went on to do – So has it got to do with just making up a name? Is that how, what it's got to do with? <laughs> anyway – why is it such anyway, a secret? It happened anyway, in 96. I don't know too much about him. It seems like I, you do. No, I don't. I, I don't. If Dave Colbert happens to be listening, and I know you do all the time, Colbert, give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 although Paddy Walsh... some rally or something. Though. <laughs> 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 
Might be watching Fox News right now. You never. hundred percent. <laughs> he probably is. Um, Paddy Welsh has told you a bit about him, so you don't need about to worry Colby. About him. No, about oh. Helmut Varnsha. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not few, much. I'll get a few rocks for you. Yes. Uh, the and go, I'm going back a couple of weeks here, mm. but that Jar Morant dunk oh. against Indiana. Oh, oh my, oh my, my, as you my would say, glory filled yeah, days. That was hellacious, as you would it say. It was hellacious. Have you ever seen a better dunk than that? Uh, it's hard to imagine because the film taking Michael Jordan and yep. saying that's better than anything Jordan ever did. Wow, now you're going a little extreme, but he did pull it right back. It certainly. He's no five worse. foot three. No, he's not. He's a bit taller. He's six that, but, four. But, but he's relatively speaking, that's right. Apparently, only weighs like seventy kilos. It was ridiculous, mate. The, the no. athleticism and the ability to hold your hold yes. your balance in in the air and thread your way through humanity yes. like that, and still execute at the end. If you haven't seen it, and you're not a sports fan, if you haven't, but if you haven't seen it, this is what it sounded like when it took place. So eighty-five, sixty-seven, the count. Morant against McConnell. Pick and roll. Morant. Oh, my word. Holy cow. Oh, my partner. Did we just see that? Oh, my goodness. A foul on the other end, but Morant delivering an epic slam. Look at this. Jack Hammer, look how far back he cocks it. Look at throw it back to the free throw line and then come back and put it down. It's Morant. Mm. Jalen Smith. You have been posterized. Call 12, Jalen Smith. Oh, my word. No, it was the way he brought it back. But just on the whole Jar, Jar Morant, and I'll put this in the – well, I don't know whether – I put it in the pox category when it comes to – now, not related to Jar Morant, but when – a few days after that, they went to the Los Angeles Lakers. And you know how the Lakers, they get all the, the celebrities to, to sit on courtside. And uh, Shannon Sharp, you know the... Oh, yes. He was he on the side. He does the show line. with... Uh, what's his name? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Him. So he was on the sidelines, and he's a big um, uh, LeBron James fan. And in the game, he was uh, chirping. Skip Bayless. Chirping away at Ja Morant. And then um, all of a sudden... There's a timeout or something. He's on for young and old. And he was out there and he was there was a bit of you don't want a piece of this because Jay Morant Jay Morant came over to him. You don't want a piece of this, Shannon, you don't want a piece of this. Then then we saw the big fella, Stephen Adams, come over oh, and says, yeah. Well, I want a piece of this. Yeah. I'll have a piece of this. And there was a full on argy bargy <laughs> stuff going on. And Jay Morant's dad came down and it was on for young and old. They mm. took Shannon Sharp uh, out. Had a word for him. And then in the start of the next quarter, he was back in the front row. Now, anyone else that gets involved in your saying something that causes that type of interaction. You're out. Ta-da. Ta-da. See you later. But they, they let him back in. So that was uh, something you don't normally see is when you're that up close and personal in a sporting contest where you see these celebrities going jaw-jacking to a point where it gets the attention of the players and they're all coming over and almost getting a blue. Exactly. How's that, man? Oh, you <laughs> If you want some, I'll give it you. There's a bit of that going on. There was a little bit of that going on. Uh, there's a bit of... Right. That's right. There's a bit of footy I've got to speak to you about on the other side of the news. But before we get there, yes. well, we're on a bit of a basketball roll, our man Ben Simmons is in the news again. Yes. Over the weekend, I saw this story about his... We're not... We're upset to hear that in the personal life, there's a few issues. I mean, he's partner, uh, May Jama, have separated, which is, you know, sad to yep. hear young, you know, young couple, you know, not being able to They're make engaged. things happen. Exactly. But you kind of, you know, you deal with that and you move on once it all 
comes to naught. You just go your separate ways and Not we wish everybody all the very best. The celebrities write songs and they do all sorts of things when they, but when they your bust man, up. your man, Ben Simmons, hasn't yeah. just... I haven't heard this. He's now asked for the $1 million ring that he gave her as part of their engagement. Yeah. He's asked for the ring back. Well, that's not unreasonable, is it? Oh, I would have thought you just uh, move on from a mill. Well, you, you bought it for her in the first but place. You bought it because you're getting engaged. Well, that's not. It's clearly engagement off ring back. <laughs> is that what happens? I would have. I don't know. Do you know, ask for the ring back? Is that what you do? So when okay. it's a million. Oh well, let's put the poll out there. Do you ask for the ring back if the engagement falls over? I would have thought you just got to go. Oh, well, right. I've got to just wear that. I, I don't I've, think so. No, would you ask for it back? I would you if, ask for it back? If it was a million dollars, yes, I would. So if you and Melinda split up tomorrow, would you mm. ask for the wedding ring back? No. She'd probably throw it in nah, your face. But, but, but you've done the time. This, here's the thing. Well, they've done the... no time. They haven't even got married. Well, don't buy a million dollar ring. Well, you do because you know there's a there's strings attached. Oh. We eventually have to get married. Otherwise, that thing comes back. <laughs> if it was part of a contract that was signed prior. But I think you just got to cop it sweet, don't you? Really? I would have thought so. I mean, he gets, what, do you pay a million bucks a week? Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, not quite. About eight hundred thousand. Just one week's work, mate. Just live with it. You're going to make it up next week. Just grow. I mean, but anyway, how's he going outside Mm. of that? Is he going all right? Because I know you've got a bit of audio. Well, this is what I want to play because he has has to deal with scrutiny like no other. And yes, some out there say, well, he's brought it upon himself. But we heard an interaction between uh, Stephen A. Stephen a. Rose. Smith and Jalen Rose. Oh, it's not on the screen, is it? Oh, there it is. Uh, Stephen A. Smith and Jalen Rose. You'll learn how to use this stuff on And these this days. is one of the more aggressive right, uh, analysis of how someone, and you talked about the money that he was getting, okay. and perhaps when they don't think they're, they're performing, Stephen A. Smith and Jalen Adams, well, they make Jalen Rose. Rose, they make assessments like this. I don't mean this literally because obviously he's not doing it, but one would say he is stealing money. Let's let's call it what it is, y'all. Ben Simmons got ejected last night on purpose. He didn't want to play. And I, that's just me talking. I don't know what anybody else feels. I'm going to say it. He didn't want to play. That brother wanted to get the hell up out of there. He didn't want to be there. He's getting $35 million this year, $37 million next year, $40 million in his last year. And somehow, some way, no one ever brings this up about him. They bring up the mental issues. They bring up the heart issues. They bring up whatever emotional issues that he claims to have. They're not bringing up the fact that he's not so sad that he fails to cash the check that equals $35 million. <laughs> now, the brother is not that sad. He's and checks. he's not that gone. <laughs> it's a sad, sad situation. Prayers. Ben Simmons is stealing money. Ski mask and gloves, as a matter of fact. And let me get some stats for you, Stephen A. Please. He has 119 fouls, 113 baskets mm. this year. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah, that is hard. having a go. Hardcore. Here's the thing, and, and I know that people jump on this and they accuse me of trying to defend uh, Ben Simmons uh, without any sort of – they believe I'm biased – but here's the thing, Andy. Yeah, if on, you go on, back on, and go you on. look at great teams, you don't hear these comments uh, said about Draymond Green. Now, Draymond Green doesn't put up huge numbers, but he is an integral part of the Warriors. Now, he's yeah, gone on, on to hang win. Hang on, hang on. He's gone on to win yeah. championships. Hang on. So You know more about this, Cape, than I do. Yes. But Draymond Green goes out 
and puts it on the line night in, night out. True. This is what these guys are accusing Ben Simmons of not doing. Well, what they do is they... And that's what they're accusing him of not doing. They are. Go out and play hard every single night. Yes. And we will recognise that. Yes, but what they're also doing is they're just looking at the fact that he's unprepared to shoot, unprepared to to take the perimeter game. And and Jalen Rose mentions the stats, talked about, well, how many field goal attempts or how many baskets has he made? His numbers are horrible. They're not great No, no, they're hot with a capital H. They're horrible. Well, the thing is, when he was there and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they got humming throughout December. The, the Nets won more games as a franchise than they ever had in their history. So, And he was a big part of that. So you can't just look at the numbers. Now, granted, his form right now is not where it needs to be. I understand that. But he, if you ever think, Andy, he's going to be averaging 20 a game, you're delusional. So don't don't just use the stats no, as the, the sole criteria sure. for his impact on the team. That's fair, my point. Okay, fair enough. So what, how do we assess his impact on the team? Whether they win? Winning is a big, and big part of how it. They Everyone going? shuts up. And how they going? Well, they were winning, but when Kevin Durant has been out the last seven or eight games and they've had some problems. Okay. They've had some significant problems. Right. So, that's, so that, that is, is a, Stephen A. and Jalen Rose. Yes. That's called having a go. Yes. <laughs> and you may find yourself equals $35 million. Don't worry about that. 5.30 uh, p.m. That sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> hey? Very nice. Any reality? Hand over the uh, <laughs> like award-winning uh, stuff and <laughs> just let them see what they can do with it. Run up a drain pipe. Joey's in Roval. The Hasty. King Island golf talkback lines are being utilised. Yes. Play King Island's uh, Pure Links golf courses. You've been there. I have, and we're going back down there in March. Can't wait. And uh, it is a joy. Mm. Even when the wind's blowing, so- when it's Blowing a dog off a chain, as they say. Well, hopefully it's not like that when no, we're down there. No, it's pretty hard work when it is. Is it always like that? It's pretty windy. All the time. There's always a wind blowing down. Very rarely do you Windy? Get... <laughs> Very rarely do you get a still day. Oh, that's no good. No, well, it's a good test for your uh, no, I don't operate. purity of your golf swing. That's not good. Joe, now we were talking about electric vehicles before, mm-hmm. and they have got a magnificent array of them at uh, Berwick BMW. And okay. I'm not, we're, doing an, we're doing an OB out there soon. Can't wait. Your eyes are going to fall out of your head. I've seen it. No, when you see these things in the flesh. I have seen the electric mm, version of it. You would have been talking about it. The if driving experience, even in – and I, I'm driving a, a more affordable model than that. It's a different – so they don't really compete the, for the car that I'm driving that? as opposed that? to the BMW. There's, there's not, But it is a completely different driving experience. And uh, I, I, I like to think that Joe from Roval is um, – A convert. Has had that same what? joy of driving <laughs> the fully electric, not the hybrid arrangement, no. the fully electric. Well, let's find out, shall we? Joe, good afternoon. <laughs> hey, boys. Cowboys, happy new year to you both. And you yeah, too, Joseph. Too. Jojo. Yeah, I disagree, Gazy. I normally oh. agree with you because we're both Hawks men. But, yes. you know, these electric cars, I don't own one. I've never been in one. I've never driven one. But uh, you know well, what? Yeah. You, gave him a, you, you gave him a double tick. I'm going to give him a triple cross. Well, but, so yeah, but you haven't like, ever been in one, oh, Joe. You've never even driven one, Joey. Why, how can you? I, I, haven't, I haven't driven one, but I've almost been run over by one about three times. Because, <laughs> you know, when you go to shopping centres and that, and, uh, you know, you get out of the car and you have a bit of a look mm-hmm. and you, you can't hear nothing. Well, that's no, an advantage, really. though. Maybe they should... 
Maybe they should be fitted with some sensors or something so when they approach people, maybe the oh, siren or a horn can go off or something because I reckon they're just downright dangerous. Well, I think you well, need to Joe, take some got... responsibility for yourself there, Joe, I would have thought. No, Joe, I mean, when you get eaten by a shark, yeah. you know, what should the shark have bells. a little, yeah, bells bells on a little bell on the shark's neck? No, well, they creep up behind you, don't they? That doesn't happen all that often. No. But, but Joe, <laughs> honestly, even if you're not into the uh, uh, environmental issues, just the pure driving experience. It's a different experience, and it hums along. And it, you're right. There's not the same noise, and there's a zooming sound rather than a sound. So it is a different thing. No transmission, Andy. Have I mentioned that? No. No train. You don't go gear changes. One gear, boop, away you go. So you don't hear the. You don't go when wow. you're going up a hill. You put the foot down. It answers the question immediately. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Shawnee's in North Dandenong. Uh, wouldn't be our first day back without Shawnee. Rox, Pox, what do you got for us, great man? Hello, gentlemen. First and foremost, welcome back. Happy New Year. Hey, Shawnee. I ran into Shawnee the other day. In your electric vehicle. Didn't hear you coming. I was. It was at Dandenong, and uh, I drove it there. Shawnee never saw it, but anyway. You wouldn't have heard it either. I'm getting there on my rock, but first, first and foremost, John Morant has a cheat code. He doesn't have calf muscles. He has springs in his legs. It's, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous, Sean. Now, my pox, my rocks, not pox, my rocks, mm. was the Ethan Dandenong Australia Day basketball tournament, probably the biggest one in the country, to have clubs from South Australia, Western Australia, Queensland, even Singapore back at this massive tournament. Mm-hmm. It was just a joy to yep. see so many kids back out playing basketball and loving life. Beautiful. And New Zealand, well, uh, Shawnee. I know the Melbourne Tigers under-20 team. They won the whole thing and they beat New Zealand in the grand final. So you're right. It is, Sean, it is the biggest basketball tournament in the world. I beg your pardon? In the world. They the, got, U, the, U, the globe world. The like U- Earth. Yes. Earth. The entire, oh, no, I'll expand it. The universe. <laughs> well, how do you know? Because I know they don't play it in Mars. Well, how do you know? I know because I've seen it on the telescope. So what happened, Sean, this is over 1,400 teams playing across uh, the, the Melbourne metropolitan area, the Danny Dandenong Eltham Tournament, and it is unbelievable how positive and strong uh, the sport is when you see it so compacted over the, the uh, three or four-day oh, period. That's magnificent stuff. Sean, it's a really good call. Oh, and uh, yeah. it, it, All right, just give it get to the break. You're going on. It's the biggest tournament in the oh, world. You've already said that once. You've, you know, so you're like, well, you're not acknowledging saying, juice, that's incredible. I said all Sports of that. alive, going well. <laughs> I'm saying all of that. Yeah. We just need to get to an end. Oh, fantastic. Oh, it's a bit more. It's, a, it's, 18, it's 18 minutes to five. Tony, mm. Blackie, Paul, and Dave want to join in. We're gonna, mm. If you keep banging on, we oh, won't have time for no, it. We'll get so to we'll them just get to sure. a break and we'll have a chat to them next. Tony's in Belfield, jumped on the uh, King Island Golf Talkback number. You can send through your text on the 40 Winks. Temper text, of course. Great to have Ace Gardner's mm. Berwick Boom W and Blundstone, all part of the family Jeez. again this year. Uh, good afternoon to you, Tony. Ratings juggernaut. Happy New Year, boys. I've missed you. Um, first of all, before I get to my point about engagement rings, mm. uh, can I just say that thank you for playing that uh, the clip of the uh, slam dunk because it reminds me why I can't stand watching American sport. Oh. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it. What didn't you like about it? <laughs> Tony? I find I find American commentators a little bit over the top. They're like fingernails down a blackboard, but... Ah, uh, uh, okay. Worked. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. What about the engagement ring debate, though? Has this uh, captured your uh, your attention? Well, when Gazy said that his wife has put in the time, which I understand, and mm. then you rebutted with, well, 
it is an engagement ring. I would ask you, Andy, mm-hmm. when you got down on your left knee to ask your lovely lady to marry you, how would you have reacted if she'd have said no? But I'll take that shiny rock you're waving in front of me. It's the same thing. Well, I wouldn't have put it on the finger. If she said no, I would have kept it in the but sky. She said yes, but then a couple of weeks later. Well, Tony's later, saying if she said no, no I but, wouldn't have put it no, on the finger. No, but Tony's saying if she said yes, taking the rock, and then two weeks later. Well, how long were they in go? It was over a year, wasn't it? Oh, it wasn't the ben long, Simmons I don't case. think, was it, Tony? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long it was, <laughs> but there's something slightly amiss with that transaction if mm. you're taking the promissory ring and you're not fulfilling your promise. Thank you, Tony. That was exactly my thought. Is that what an engagement ring is? Is it? Is it? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, it's a promise and a commitment, a symbol of the connection between the two. When that connection's broken, well, there needs to be negotiations <laughs> right. on on how and which uh, oh, we mate, resolve the separation. I hadn't really thought my way through it too much, to be honest. But so I'm not sure of what the actual legal ethics. Well, this is what I'm arguing about, it or or, concern, or, or questioning the it's ethics not, of it. To all. me, I don't think it's unethical to say, hey. The, see that million dollar a bit, bit mean, of jewelry. Seems a bit mean spirited. Why? Well, it just does. Black Blackie's in Doreen. Mm. <laughs> Blackie's in Doreen. Oh. Well, you've given it to her, and now you're taking it back because she's not. You know, it's all but over. You're giving it to her on the assumption that it's going to be something you can see on a daily basis. <laughs> you no longer can see it, <laughs> so it's no longer a well, shared I'm sure experience. she'll stay in the public eye. There'll be a lot of photos of her. Mm. Presumably, the ring will still be on the finger. Mm. Blackie is in Doran. Good afternoon to you, Black. G'day, guys. Happy New Year to you. And you too, you Blackie. Too. Thank you. Hey, um, just that Ben Simmons one, I, I got no issue with uh, people want to criticise what Ben's doing or, or, or not doing on the court and maybe up, or off the court. But those two particular gentlemen, yep. uh, Stephen A and Alan Rose, I, I personally think they have an, uh, an agenda uh, against Ben. They're constant uh, picking at whatever he does or doesn't do. isn't translated to, to other players. Um, and, I, and I think especially both of those because they're quite close mm. To a lot of NBA players, uh, their, their rhetoric, their commentary on non-black American basketballers is always uh, different. Now, you two mentioned uh, Draymond Green. My team is the Golden State Warriors. I Love mean, them. I've been to I've been to Oakland to watch them. I'm going to San Francisco later this year to watch them. Oh, good on you. Um, so, so Draymond Green punched a teammate. Draymond Green. The year Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson were both injured and missed that whole season, left Steph Curry holding the ball. In his own admission, said, I quit on the team. Now, just have a listen to those two talk about Draymond Green in the same, in the same sentence as Ben Simmons. So I'm not disputing anything they say about Ben Simmons, but those two don't treat... Ben Simmons, like they treat any others. And you know what, Daisy, you'll know this. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the States at the moment is complaining about players taking games off. That's true. It's never been as, it's never been as right. You know, the fans are getting ripped off because players aren't, aren't injured. They're just, oh, I'm not playing 82 games Load anymore. management, they call go. it. That's no, a good call, uh, Blackie. Blackie. Good on you. No, that's a thoughtful call mm. you've been... Clearly, you know, watching and listening for uh, on this particular well, issue for quite some time. So we appreciate your your, your uh, contribution. Our conversation, and when I brought Draymond Green up, Draymond Green up, it was more to deal with a role a player. Can I've got know what John exactly, what and the money that you get. Mm. And if you just purely look at the stats, you go, ah, oh, but it oh, yeah. undersells 
his value and contribution to the team. No question about it. Mm. It's magnificent to be back. Cornsey and Gerard joining you at 5.30. Wonderful program. Oh, it's a, just beautiful news. It is. Get your, get your gold on. Absolutely. And, and I think there's been a public outcry. They need to start at five. I would think so. Five days a week. Hey, Andy. Yes. Uh, when it comes to the engagement ring debate that we've had, it is overwhelming off the temper text yep, machine yep. that it's acceptable to ask for the ring back. You know what? The, uh, the person who's received the ring probably doesn't want it anyway. Well, that's right. Do you want a, bit of a reminder of a broken no. relationship? No, but if you could hock it for seven hundred and fifty, <laughs> that's, that's you take the seven fifty, wouldn't you? Well, I think that's probably the primary reason. I don't think Ben's going to just. Well, I'll take that back, put it in the cabinet, <laughs> and wait for the next lovely to come along. I don't think that's how it works, is it? The next lovely, the next. Well, what are you? <laughs> life next, partner. Life partner. No, the next lovely. We'll get in trouble for either, so just go with it. Is that trouble for what I said? Oh, I don't think we will, no, but I never know anymore. Right. I don't know. Uh, Paul's in Berwick's been hanging on for ages, and Paulie. it's just a magnificent joy for us to say welcome on the King Island Golf Talkback number. Good afternoon to you, Paul. Apologise for that, anyone. <laughs> I did not mean to accept. Hey, Paulie. Yeah, good on you guys. Um, just a, a bit of a rocks. Um, a few months ago, I rang you guys. I was heading to the States with my grandson. And I sought your advice in relation to going to a college. Oh, yes. Game. Yeah, I remember. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Which one did you go to, Paul? Arizona State State versus uh, uh, USC. Crosstown so, Pac-12 rivals. The Sun Devils. Oh, not rivals, but the Sun Devils against right. the Trojans. That's correct. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was just from the minute we walked in, the stadium was at Arizona. Yep. And, uh, you know, just the... The venue itself, and then the band, mm. and the cheerleaders, and the game, and the the quality of you know young players. It was a buzz. My seventeen year old grandson thought it was the highlight of the trip. So fantastic! I just ring and say thank you very much. It was fantastic advice, and I'd mm. recommend it to anyone. Good no, that's Paul. true, yep. and and they do a great job at uh, ASU. But even there is even other places where even, it's even wilder. Well, Wilder, but well, you've got a very satisf- good experience. Paul was highly satisfied. So well done to you, Andrew Gaze, and uh, everybody else involved. Well, I, don't know, I didn't have much <laughs> to do with it. Dave's but anyway, I'll take the credit when <laughs> I can. That's a nice one to start the new year from our perspective. Yes. Uh, Dave's in Mernda uh, has jumped on the uh, King Island Golf open line. G'day, Dave. Davey boy. Murray. Where's Mernda? Uh, it's Hello. out north. It's out north. We, we, it's out north. <laughs> have we been out there? I Have we? We didn't do a show or something out there. Uh, we're heading that Surprise way. Surprised if we didn't. No, we've been everywhere else. <laughs> no, our kids play footy out that way in the northern footy. Right. Line. We have to go out to Moonda. Lovely mm. part of the world. Dave's mm. not there. He's gone. He wanted to have a chat about electric cars. Oh, jump back on, Dave. I, yeah, I want to have right. a chat. I'm really keen yeah. to get some feet. No? He can if he wants. Uh, where have you got get, Where have you got Novak right now? Just, just not only – okay, we're going to do a thing later on. Well, has he redeemed himself in the eyes of many? Well, because this time last year, he was not getting the type of feedback that – he would have welcomed. Well, so what honest. sort of feedback is he deserving of now? You, think, you tell me what the public, the Australian sports public, should be thinking about Novak Djokovic. Well, I think they should be acknowledging greatness yep. on the tennis court. Here's something special. The way, not just in the game last night against a very, very good opponent in Sissipas, mm. but what he did in completely annihilating and dominating the competition, uh, all bar, I think the only bloke that took a set off him was a guy that was a qualifier. That he, when he had those hammy issues. Now, I know that there is some 
other factors around uh, people's narrative when it comes to Novak. Yeah, of course. But I think last night with the comments that he's made, the way in which he's played, it would not have been easy for him to come back into a country where he would, whether he's right or wrong, he would have some apprehension on how he was going to be received. But whether it was in Adelaide where he was shown a, a very warm welcome and then certainly here, yeah, there's some hecklers, absolutely. Um, but I think, by and large, the way he conducted himself, I thought was highly admirable. Would you say exemplary? Um, Would you go as far as to say exemplary? We did nothing wrong. Nope. I don't think. Okay, let me ask you this. And there was always some knuckleheads in the crowd that perhaps – there might have even not had anything one, to do with – There was the one clown in the first week who had a few too many. Mm. No, they had some issues with him. And he's got every right to call – if there's yep. a drunk fool in the crowd of who's just – acting like a clown. Mm. You've got every right to do that. I get this. Can we do something about this bloke? He's just mm. playing a clown and uh, he's only here for one reason, and that's yes. to try and put me off. And he's mm-hmm. re- ruining the experience for many of the people around him. Right. So can we get the bloke out mm. of the joint? He's, he's got every right to ask that question. Yes. Now that he – what is he? He's, he's, he's an – 22 inc- Grand Slams. Incredible athlete. Federer is gone. Mm. Uh, Nadal's – Hanging on. Just hanging mm. on physically. With those two... Escape From's coming through. Who won? Escape From. Uh, Alcaraz. Alcaraz. Yeah, but they've got a long way to go. Oh, this next, US no, Open BP's champion. been telling us about this next wave for a long time. The Not quite there. passes and the bloke, the yeah. guy from... This bloke, he's got their number. Mm. He's got all of their numbers. Well, Alcaraz... Al- uh, well, he's going to lose a match every now and again. The right. But, but by and large, here... In, at Wimbledon, where he's won seven? Yep. U- uh, seven, yeah, or seven, eight. seven or eight. Yeah. US Open, where he's won three? Three, yep. He's got How many more has he got in him? Well, because he's judging got this, on last night. How many more has he got in him? Plenty. Uh, give me a number. Well, I heard. I'm going to say six. Kyrgios said. Six more. Kyrgios said he's got 28. Kyrgios well, that means tweeted. It, well, Kyrgios and I are the same. Actually, 22. And six, 28. 28. See, he and I are on the same page. It would seem, I think it was 28. I know he, he, he tweeted, he said, there's no reason why he can't win 28. That was curious. Who plays against him? Well, this is what, this is what Novak had to say mm. about uh, his quest for more titles. Of course, I am motivated to win as many slams as possible. You know, at this stage of my career, these trophies uh, are the biggest motivational factor of why I still compete. So that's the case, uh, without a doubt. Um, You know, I I never really liked comparing myself to others, but of course it's a privilege to be part of the discussion of, you know, know, as as one of the greatest players of all time. And if people see me this way, of course, it's it's very flattering uh, because I know that, I give as much as effort and energy into trying to, you know, to win slams as anybody else. Um, and I, I still have a lots of motivation. Um, let's see. Let's see how far it takes me. I really uh, don't want to stop here. I don't have intention to stop here. I, I feel great about my tennis. Um, I know that when I'm feeling good. Um, physically, mentally present, that I have a chance to win any slam against anybody. So I like my chances going forward. Here's a remarkable stat about this bloke, mm-hmm. and I've just come up with it on the fly, so don't hold me to it. Right. 
But since he turned 30, mm-hmm. so since he turned 30, yep. he's won four Australian Opens. Mm-hmm. He's won a French Open. One of his two French Opens he's won since he turned 30. Five. He's won two Wimbledons. Seven. And in fact, sorry, three. Eight. Three of his Wimbledon titles since he turned That's 30. That's eight Grand Slams. And he's won one of his three US Opens Nine. since turning 30. How many Wimbledons? Uh So you're saying 12 of the 22 have come after he's 30? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying nine of them. Four, Mm. one, three, one. Right. That is. is... So he's, look, he turns up every year. Mm. He looks leaner. He looks fitter. His hunger is as great now. In fact, there's something that seems, he seems to revel. Yep. He seems to revel in the. Controversy? A little bit. He, he almost wants to create a situation where it's me against yes, the world. Yes, but they're not. There's he had amazing support last night, and how is that? Over thirty thousand people just in the parklands out the front, and the vast majority of them, when shown on the television, were waving the Serbian flag and right behind uh, Novak. So, I, I personally really like him, and I don't know whether when you say like him, I like. I have a and it's basketball driven. Yep. But I have a a sense of kindness or a sense of respect because of the Serbian basketball. Okay. So so I and that has shaped my narrative about Serbia in general. Now it shouldn't be the case because that's that's silly. But nevertheless, you have an affection for the people. Correct. Yeah. Good. And the way in which that that yeah, he's been there's been some controversy. Like everyone, I'm sure there's things he looks back on and said, "Gee, I might have done that a little bit differently." Hmm. But when you look at the excellence and the brilliance and the competitiveness, and by and large, now uh, there might be an incident here or there, but by and large, his respect for his opponent and respect, most importantly, for the game, I have not seen anything dramatic to say, well, he's a, he's unworthy of our respect. Oh, no, no. I now, think, I don't yeah. know if there's that. Now, people might jump on and say, oh, hang on, what about this? What about that? When you've been at the top for so long and you're being scrutinized with every single thing that that you go through, yep. and when perhaps you don't have a full comprehensive understanding of what these blokes are go- and girls are going through, hmm. the work that they're doing, the emotional highs and lows, and how in, how impact it can have on every single day of your life, you have to dedicate it to your sport uh, and the strain that 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 places on you. I think we saw that in the emotional outburst at the end of the game, like we've never seen from Novak. Mm. He's out with his team laying on the ground, crying his eyes out like a two-year-old because of all those things and the realisation of what it's taken him to get there. Mm. It just all, it seemed to just all come out. So I, yeah, I I, I don't think he handled it last year well at all. I'm not, I don't want to exonerate him no, from no, that. No, yep. But if you can just park that and say, well, we all do things and have moments where you go back and do differently. Unless I'm missing something, I don't know why he's not given the accolades that we see of, say, someone like Roger Federer or, or yeah. some of the other greats have come. Come well, over his years. record is surpassing all. Oh, gee whiz, all bar. Mm. Well, bar none, almost now. I mean, twenty-two, twenty-two. Mm. Well, I'm a Roger and, fan. Yeah, but with what he's doing right now, well, how many more is he going to win? I said six. Well. There's no reason why sixes seems right. unrealistic. So if he gets to 28, oh, if he gets just, to 28, it's and, not, not even a and conversation. The, and the Spaniard only wins, well, let's say he wins one more French Open because mm. I don't reckon he's going to win anything else. Uh, 23. Yeah. 
there's no argument, is there? He puts it, he's man, man and woman. Mm. He towers above everybody in the history of the game if he gets to 28. That's the numbers would Ta-da. suggest. Doesn't Correct. matter what you think about him as a now, bloke. Now, the problem we've got this year, as and he alluded to in the uh, post-game uh, press conference. Oh, actually, it wasn't in the press conference. It was with the... Uh, with the boys, uh, what it was, he said that he, at this point in time, he can't get back. He won't be competing at the U.S. Open. As we speak mm, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't get to Indian Wells. He can't get to the U.S. Open. Uh, now, should, they cha- should, should they change that with the way the world's moved? I would have thought so. Mm. We do, don't we? Well, we have. That's why he was here. That's right. Yeah, we've changed. We have. But not just for him, I think for no, anyone. No, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's no, he's, there's no special exemption for him, which is what he was trying to get last mm. year.